Hello, swimmers, and welcome to Torpedo Swim Talk. Today's guest is FINA Masters World Record holder and North Carolina Sprint Queen, Erica Braun. Thank you, Mark. Hi, Erica. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Where are you coming to us from in America today? I am in Raleigh, North Carolina. Okay, and have you had a swim this morning? I have, yeah. I swam for an hour and a half. And yes. um, short course yard for us in the U.S., we do a lot of our training in, in yards, not meters. But, um, yeah, it was a good, good practice. Good session. How many sessions do you swim a week? I try to get in five swims and then lift weights twice a week. So on the days I'm not swimming, I'll try to do some weight training. Oh, awesome. And how far do you swim per session on average? Yeah, um, depends on the time. So in the mornings during the week, we'll train an hour and 15 minutes and usually do about 4,000 yards. And then on the weekends, we usually approach about 5,000 yards. Okay. Oh, nice. And how were you affected during um, COVID lockdown? Were you locked down in Carolina, North Carolina? Yes, we were. Um, it, I mean, it was, was pretty immediate. Um, we are city pools and private pools were all shut down for about two and a half months. And it wasn't as long as some locations. Yep. We were very fortunate to have access in Raleigh to a private facility that we rented lanes from that was outdoors. And it allowed us to social distance, be outdoors with, we normally swim indoors. So, you know, with, with COVID just having um, you know, those concerns, we felt much more safe being outdoors during that time frame and had swimmers at, at, um, at one point when we first started, we only had two swimmers a lane and we had one swimmer start at one end and the other swim, swimmer start at the other end. And then yep. we eventually increased it to a total of four swimmers, two at one end, two at the other, which is where we are currently today. And we are back indoors at, at our facilities. Right. So how many do you have in your squad? Oh, gosh. Um, so because we're limited with, with COVID restrictions, we have about 32 that we can accommodate per practice. And right. so I swim with two different master's programs. Um, one, Raleigh Area Masters, which I've swam with since my early 30s. So, gosh, like 18 years. And then another that um, is in not far away from from Raleigh and Cary called the Triangle Aquatic Center. So they, between those two programs, were able to accommodate a lot of swimmers in the area. So having the option to swim with two different groups does allow for more lane space. Um, For instance, we can initially only sign up for three practices a week. When you're wanting to train at least five, that makes it a little challenging. So you kind of have to be creative with where you can get that lane time in. Yeah. Oh, it sounds good though. It's great that you've got two locations to swim at. Yeah, for sure. And because I have been at home, you know, it's just me and my husband, Eric, and we are, we are being extremely cautious. So we're not really doing anything. I haven't seen my parents in many months, but um, we're pretty much staying home. So just my swim community and the outreach and that safety and that is the really yes. 
kind of the only outreach that I have right now to to the community. We've done some things like some outdoors. I suggest we've seen on the patio when the weather is nice. But yeah, it's it's been a great opportunity to at least stay connected to my home community during this time. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. Have you I'm had any? <laughs> yeah, I know. Have you had any, like when you were um, restricted with your swimming, did you do any Zoom sort of dry land sessions with your master's group? So we didn't do any sessions, but I was fortunate that I had a, um, an elliptical scupper. So when I wasn't swimming, I could get my cardio in. So I would do like oh, good. 70 minutes on the elliptical supper and we actually ordered a home full home gym set right before COVID. It was very fortunate timing that we yeah. were able to get it delivered at home. So I was able to do a lot of training in the weights here at home. And then US Master Swimming did a really fun thing at the beginning of COVID where um, they did kind of a virtual video tribute to swimmers. And so me and three of my other um, dear friends that I swim and compete with relays with did a video yeah. where um, oh, we had gotten a world record in the 400 meter medley relay and so we did like um, you know like we we did a, a, a pseudo swim on a virtual video oh, right. not in oh, the water I think I saw that actually yeah, I, it was a lot of yeah. fun that was fun. And someone was diving on their bed or something. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was swimming on a brick wall and I think um, our backstroker had like a slip and slide. So yeah, right. do, do whatever you can to have fun. Still. <laughs> we have such a camaraderie. That's really nice. Are you all at the same club? Um, no, it's, it's actually fun because um, I've been able to connect. So when we compete nationally, North Carolina competes as a team. So I'm in Raleigh, and then two of my other mates were in Charlotte, which is on the other end. And then I had another relay mate who was in Wilmington, who, which is on the coast. So um, we're all over the state. So um, it's fun yeah. to get together when we get, get to travel and go to meet. So I'm so looking forward to when we can do that again. I so miss Oh, it. I know. Me too. <laughs> um, so how did you get into swimming when you were a youngster, Erica? I was late to the sport. I actually did not start swimming until age 12, which is very, it, it's later considering most, most um, swimmers, but I was a gymnast and that was my passion. When I was six years old, I wanted to be the next Nadia Comaneci and <laughs> in gymnastics. Well, um, that didn't work out so well with my 5'10 body frame and size 11 shoes. So much. Right. Uh, not a really it was a not a kind sport for me and I um I really wasn't that good at it but <laughs> <laughs> hey this is not this is not going to be a good fit so a friend of mine was swimming and so I just decided to join the swim team and so I joined at 12 and just kind of fell in love with it um it was something I seemed to naturally take to and I made my first junior national qualifying cut at 14 two years later so it was it just seemed to kind of come easy i've always been a sprinter seemed to kind of enjoy that that um you know power speed in the water and um you know just really took a passion to it and just fell in love with the camaraderie camaraderie of my teammates and then going right. to swim meets you know weekends playing cards eating you know junk food <laughs> <laughs> 
it was really fun. And then I knew, so I grew up in Columbus, Indiana. And in ninth grade, in the middle of my ninth grade year, after my freshman year swimming for Columbus North, I moved to a small town outside of Minneapolis from my, my dad's job. So it was kind of a, a restart, but instantly engaged with the swimming community again with um, both high school and the USA team and, and really enjoyed that. And then at age 16, um, was 1988 and had the opportunity to train and qualify for the U.S. Olympic trials in the 50 freestyle when I was 16 and wow. had a training with to try to, um, to qualify. So that was really fun and just enjoyed my high school training and my age group training and swimming. And then, um, had a scholarship to swim at the university of Georgia where I swam for just under two years. So I actually kind of um, got burned out on the sport when I had an opportunity to, um, you know, have, you know, a great program, met some of my best friends swimming, met my husband at Georgia, but found that I kind of fell out of love of the sport when I was training in college, just for various reasons, but just managing a collegiate sport at a division one program and then trying to, you know, do well in school, I decided I needed to focus on, on my school. So, um, left the sport for 11 years and did not even in the pool other than, you know, on vacation. Um, so I was always active, always like did athletics and ran and biked with my husband Eric and so we always really stayed active and we moved back to Raleigh and he had a friend who did triathlons that um, was at a law firm and said hey you know Erica used to swim and she's running and biking with you all you should really encourage her to do a triathlon yeah and so I thought well okay I think that that sounds fun um I always like to have like a goal to work towards so I looked up Raleigh Area Masters Swim Program and said, well, I need to get back in swim shape. So that was like in, gosh, I think 2000, November of 2001. And a month later, I did my first meet in Charlotte and did not um, ever end up doing that triathlon because I just fell back in love with swimming. And and since um, my early 30s. So it's been a fun return to the sport and really have enjoyed it as an adult. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it takes out the, um, you know, all the not the pressures, but the, the kind of things that you have as a teenager and the miles have changed as well because obviously when you were younger, it's same with me, there was a lot more distance and double sessions each day and then school or, or college on top of that makes it very, very hard, doesn't it? Yeah, I I couldn't I could never felt like I was recovering, you know, from morning and weight yeah. and that practice. And you know, I think being a sprinter too, I, I probably didn't need that kind of regimen and yes. you know, of, of yardage that we did do, you know, in in the night, you know, early nineties. <laughs> yes, so, yes. Um, looking back, I I definitely, you know, I I may have looked at you know, other programs that would have specialized in sprints. And, you know, initially, if I had had it to do again, I loved Athens, I loved DGA. The program at the time was not real geared towards sprinters, but 
Um, I know that they, they do now, but you know, yeah. I, I perhaps would have, you know, got a different route, but then would not have met my husband or had my other life experiences. So I, I definitely have to say I can't say I would change a thing. And what I always and I share that, you know, if I had, had um a bit, you know, a successful collegiate time and had been satisfied with what my outcome was, I may not have returned to the sport. So by yes. the fact that I, you know, did not, you know, achieve, you know, what I want, all that I wanted to perhaps, it was kind of a driver to get me back to the sport. So that was pretty cool. I think that's a lovely way of looking at it, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Things happen for a reason sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Now that you're back with master swimming and and loving it and enjoying it, um, what was your um, your favorite one that you've competed at? Oh well, um, I, I would say my my favorite my favorite um, experience and memory of competing and you know kind of achieving that you know master's world record was. We were with, well, two things. So I, in my age group, when I was in the 40 to 44 age group, I was trying to focus on achieving the 100 free um, short course meters world record. And I, I don't know how I was able to do this, but I missed it three consecutive times by three one hundredths of a second. Like, I, I don't think you could pay me a million dollars to do that. And <laughs> <laughs> Like, and that's been kind of a, a history of mine, but, um, so it was something that was kind of, you know, you know, uh, driving me because I had missed it so much so close, but we had gotten together a group for our 400 next freestyle relay. And we drove down or we flew down to Atlanta at the Georgia Tech pool, which was the 1996 Olympic pool. And we were targeting trying to get a, a, a relay world record and so the day before I had done this, the 100 free and I think I did miss it by like maybe three tenths that time so I was able to lead off the 400 free relay and it was mixed and um you know was really focused on getting the record for our team as you know the group of four of us trying to go for this goal and I let off and I was able to go under that 103 world record and blew it away by like over half a second. <laughs> so, wow. I was so excited about that. But then our our free relay also achieved the world record for that that um, age group for the, um, the mixed relay. And so it was super cool to have the experience of getting two world records in one race and to do it with my teammates was just kind of an icing on the cake experience but um yeah. for, so for FINA world championships I um only attended one in Montreal thus far and really right. would love to travel and, and go to some others I know we have the you know as FINA masters swimmers we have the you know the rankings and all of that and that's always fun to kind of see where you land with your your peers um but so I, I attended, and I believe it was in 2013, the World Championships in Montreal, and it was quite an experience. We were in two different pools. You had, um, you walked over from one pool to another. I've never, you know, been at a meet that has so many swimmers, but 
was so neat just being around master swimmers from all over the world and just the camaraderie that we have and just the fun, you know, just like some of the people from like Columbia and their noisemakers and, you know, just the bits, you know, the <laughs> fun element that comes with the competition. I mean, yeah, everyone's there. They want to swim fast. They want to, you know, break barriers, but it's, it's really all about the fun that we have when we're all together. Yes. Amazing. Did you, um, were you happy with your swims in Montreal? Um, you know, I, it, they were okay. Um, I wouldn't say <laughs> I was thrilled with my time. And yeah. part of the reason is my husband and I had an opportunity to go on a two week Mediterranean cruise, like a month before. And so I was out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> championship a little bit so I was kind of just getting back into it so I definitely have it I didn't have like the endurance at the end of some of those races not that I have that long of races but um it was okay I mean it I have to say it was you know it was a lot of fun swimming in an outdoor pool is different you know from when you're used to swimming indoors but um it, it was it was a great it was a great experience you know we got yeah. to see all never been there before did you attend that one as well uh, yes, yeah, that's the only one I've actually been to as well. And um, that was, I, I loved it. I'd never been to Montreal or never been to Canada before. And it was a great experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I just remember like waiting out on the relay day, like being under the tent and it's pouring down rain and lightning and waiting <laughs> for, for the, the sky to, to open up and clear so that we could do our relays. And so <laughs> <laughs> we got it, we got it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just back to the um the world record for the hundred freestyle. So what what was the time that you broke, and what did you what did you end up swimming? Um yeah, so that record I believe was I don't have it in front of me, but I believe it was fifty seven fifty three, and I ended up leading off with fifty seven oh nine, I believe. Wow. Yeah. So that so, was short course meters. Short course meters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Wow. And what do you do long course um, 100 free these days? You know, if if I can go under a minute, I'm happy. Um, yep. You know, it's been so bizarre because we haven't, you know, we missed a whole year of competition, so I haven't, I haven't raced. But, um, I mean, and I just turned 49. So my, my most recent races, I've been, you know, 59s and I think 58s on some relays. Wow, that's great. Isn't it, isn't it amazing in a relay how you can swim so much faster because I think the pressure's off and you're with your teammates. Yes, definitely. And, you know, I think, you know, I love to learn new techniques and new ways of doing things. And the sport has come so far. And, I mean, just the underwater dolphin kicks and the starts and the dives. But, like, we, the last couple of years we've been doing some um, – starts for relays that where you kind of start behind the wedge with one foot and you do kind of a you know a, a, I don't want to say a running start but it's like a step start and yes. it's, it's so much faster and you know you feel more confident with with the swimmer coming in to to get off the blocks quicker but still legally yes <laughs> so that's been something that's been really fun for us to try to do and um because you think like and you're it's so funny I mean for me you know you think you're being like super cautious and then when you're swimming you're I don't know if you are like this but I'm swimming my leg I'm like oh my gosh did I jump did I jump you know when you're swimming in that <laughs> kind of pain issue 
but then you see the video later and you're like, oh my gosh, like I could have gone way earlier than that. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So just having, mm. you know, real, ha- you know, to watch videos of, of your, your swimming, you can really learn so much in that, you know, then you can visualize and then you can make adjustments. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're always learning, aren't we? Absolutely. Uh, I think it's great to surround yourselves with lots of different master swimmers because you you, you pick up things all the time um, that you haven't thought about before or maybe you haven't thought about since you were 16 or, you know, and these things come back to you as you're training with different people and being exposed to different ways of thinking. So I think that's one of the lovely things about our master's community. Absolutely. And, you know, I think as older athletes too, we, we do become more of a student of it. You know, I think when we were younger, maybe our coaches were trying to guide us in some ways and maybe we were listening and maybe we weren't, but like now we just kind of soak it up and we were fortunate. Um, we have like an incredible program at NC state university and they are very well known for their sprint program. Uh, Ryan held who was on the gold medal program, uh, Corner free relay with Michael Phelps um, was an NC State swimmer. And so they have like incredible different, unique, innovative training for sprinting and for strength and resistance and power speed training. And they host different swim camps and opened it up to kids, but also opened it up to master swimmers. And so I attended a couple of those. And because it's in my backyard, in 2015, I trained with them for a summer and got an opportunity to see a lot of the different techniques that they use, like wearing aqua socks for drag and using parachutes and you know, these are for the sprinters and then using, you know, stack weights, you know, to, to have resistance so that when you do take all of that resistance off, you just fly in the water and just, it's, you know, it's, it's amazing what, what they do now with just trying to build strength and power in the water. That's, yeah, that's great that you've been exposed to that and had the chance to try. Yes, I'm very fortunate. And then yeah. we come back and, and you know, we, we bring that back to our master's practices too. So, um, but we have a whole variety of swimmers that train with us from triathletes to, you know, distance swimmers that just do freestyle. And then we have, you know, our sprint group. So, you know, the coaches are great at trying to differentiate the different needs of the swimmers and try to accommodate, you know, different styles and training. So um, it's really neat to just have that diversity in the, in the water with you. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. I was just going to ask you about your 50 freestyle. Um, are you, you're obviously 49 moving into new age group next year. Um, um, sorry. Yes, I, I am. Yeah. Yeah, um, not, um, <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, um, are you close to that world record for the um, the 50 to 54 age group um, for the 50 freestyle? So I've got one more year in my age group now. So to be honest, I, I still am trying to target a couple more records that have eluded me in the 45 to 49 age group. So right. I haven't really peaked at the 50 to 54 one yet um just because I I, I like I have one more year like I don't turn one more year. <laughs> yeah. I don't see until February of 2022 so I'm really trying to like I'm, I'm close in a couple of, of the areas and 
um, you know, so and and for for us to USMS national records in the yards distance. So, um, uh, but yeah, yes. like one, I love having goals to shoot for. I mean, for me, that's what motivates my training and to have a time or a time standard, like a qualifying standard when I was trying to, to qualify for the trials in 2012, you know, just having that goal to, to chase after. For me, that's what motivates me. I know that's not what motivates everyone. Like everyone who swims masters, they're not, you know, that meat swimmer, that competitive swimmer. They just enjoy, you know, the great workout and the healthy lifestyle that it gives you. Um, so yeah, I think once once I do get past my next year, then I'll start I'll start looking at those those potentially if I'm <laughs> be, you know healthy uh, yeah. and, and still enjoy yes. <laughs> I didn't want to make I didn't want to make it seem as though you, you were turning uh, fifty now. <laughs> I just uh, no, 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 I'm, I'm no. meant for next year. I'm meant for next year. But um yeah. what I'm what's the <laughs> <laughs> I, you know how you, obviously in masters it gets to um the first of january and even though you're not turning that age you become that master's age for the year so i'm always sort of thinking ahead as to what age group we're going to be in for the for the next season or whatever so that's where i was coming from <laughs> yeah that's true that's true this year has been such a crazy year like we never know when you know our next competition is going to come in we've we've delayed our masters spring nationals um which were going to be held in early may of this year now and, and canceled them last year but we've we've moved those from may to july which are actually here in my state in greensboro north carolina and then our long course championships are moved from i think august to october so they're really trying to work with accommodating you know, master swimmers to be able to compete and, you know, offer that venue. We did some virtual competitions and championships where you just kind of recorded your times with your watches and entered, you know, your times, but it is not the same with that, you know, having that yes. camaraderie with racing your, your teammates for sure. So we're hopeful they're looking at expanding the timeframe for this meet for nationals so that there are more days. And I think they're potentially looking at, you know, moving like some of the age groups to certain days. And so there would be fewer people at the meet so they could still continue to successfully social distance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good that they've, they've rescheduled it to hopefully give people a, a goal and also the chance to let's get COVID under control. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I was going to talk to you a little bit about your um, success in in reaching the um, Olympic qualifying time in 2012 for the 50 freestyle. How did you work towards getting that time and what was it like going to those trials and swimming when you were, I think, was it 40? Yeah. Uh -huh. um, yeah, it was, it's hard to believe now that was nine years ago. So I was really enjoying the sport and going to a ton of different meets. Um, and I believe it was like in the, at the 2011 Masters Nationals. And we were, you know, at the time we were using the, you know, the, the long tech suits that, you know, with the neoprene. And I started swimming faster at some of those meets and championships 
2011 than I was ever swimming in college. So like going lifetime best times at that point. And so that really, I think, just gave me confidence in my mind that I could continue to get faster and um, started working with a weight coach and focused on more healthy eating, um, you know, not having like cheese toast every night. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you know, I really just started making a little bit of change here and there, um, but then started I registered not only with masters, but I registered with our USA swimming, which is our, you know, our age group team, um, association. So USA swimming and started going to as many long course meters meets as I could, that they were hosting and just, you know, racing the 50, really just focusing on sprint training as much as I could. I started working not only with my master's team, but with the Marlins of of Raleigh with um, coach Paul Silver, who, trained at NC state with his group and they trained on Friday mornings, long course. So I was able to get long course in like, you know, during the winter, which you usually can't. So I just continued to go to as many meets as I could. And in my normal fashion, I kept missing that cut, like by five, one hundredths of a second, seven <laughs> a second, you know, it was just getting closer and closer. Um, but yeah, I, 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 just, I didn't give up hope. I was, you know, some, you know, I, I got frustrated when it was a little closer, but, um, you know, I felt like I really, you know, could just continue to keep trying. And so I literally would go to like two or three meets a month at some times, you know, just trying to get in, you know, I think, I think in racing and competition, the more meets that you can go to, if you can, it gets the muscle memory for sprinting and, you know, just your, your reaction time off the block, just, you know, having, having more opportunities to get off the blocks. Um, but back in, I guess it was April, I had missed it by two one hundredths of a second. And then we were <laughs> summer uh, or a vacation with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law to Jamaica. And I only had, I think, two more meets left to, to be able to try to qualify because it was coming down to the wire with the, the competition in um late June, early July. So we went on the vacation, had a relaxing time and just enjoyed ourselves and came back and had another meet the next weekend at UNC Chapel Hill. And it wasn't a big meet. It was kind of a pretty, you know, it was a small local meet. And my parents just happened to be there because it was local. And my husband, Eric, and um, had a suit malfunction, (laughs) (laughs) like right before the race. Cause I've, you know, had a, a tear in my suit. So I was stressed about that. I usually wear like music behind the blocks to like tune everything out so I can, you know, get pumped up for the race. Well, my airbot, my earbuds died. Like I had no music and then oh <laughs> like, everything was not going my way. And then, um, that's when I actually hit the qualifying standard. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you know, after all of those different efforts and such close, you know, I, I had had an opportunity to have some downtime and kind of, you know, take the stress of, you know, focus, you know, focusing so much on trying to hit that 2639 was the time standard. And, and, uh, you know, when I went to eat Chapel Hill, it was just, it was, it was great because I really wasn't thinking it would happen then and there. And when it did, it was just like this huge sense of relief. But the fact that I had my family there and the team, my teammates, and, you know, it was just, 
it was so like rewarding to have, you know, the support of everyone who had helped me get there and, you know, to be able to celebrate because we had traveled like, you know, to Indiana and California and Minnesota, like we had gone all over the country chasing these long course meets to try to hit that qualifying standard. The fact that I did it in, you know, kind of our, our, in our backyard was, was kind of funny. So So 26.39 was the qualifying time. And how far did you go under that? What time did you do? I I swam 26.32. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just hundreds, you know, the 50, you you can't, you can't mess anything up in a 50. Your start has to be great. Mm. Your breakout, you know, and at the time I, I didn't take a breath. Like I don't breathe in my fifties. And, you know, so knowing if you're not breathing, like the pool markings in a lot of pools are different. So just being able to spot where you are, cause you're not breathing. So you don't know in a long course 50, like how close you are getting to the wall. And so, you know, I always would try to kind of count the lines of their lines and try to figure that out. And then, you know, finishing. So if you mess one little thing up, that's your hundreds of a second that, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> go under or not. So um yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then going to the trials themselves was an amazing experience. When I went to the Olympic trials in 1988, it was at University of Texas and in Austin. And it was a great experience, but it is nothing like it is today. They have like pyrotechnics and you know, just the 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 number of fans that are there to watch the swimmers and of course you know michael phelps was there and ryan lochte you know they were competing in the tuner im and then you just had you know all of the amazing athletes that represent the u.s so just being able to see them and then you know hit the pinnacle to achieve you know making the team going on to london that year so that was that was pretty amazing just to to see that be part of it and and just experience it and like you know, when the top two qualifiers hit the wall, they have this like fire demonstration that lights up and like, <sighs> you can feel the fire like on your face. And like, you know, just, I think it just is so special for those athletes that have worked so hard to get, get to that level. And I think, you know, there's so much stress going into the Olympic trials for the U S and I don't know if yeah. it's like that with Australia or people, you know, feel like they kind of know who's going to be representing the country, but I mean, it could be anybody and, you know, it's, it, it can be, you know, exhilarating or it can be devastating depending on if you just touch the wall third. Um, so there's so much stress that I think once they make the team, I, I, I'm hopeful that having that Olympic experience from what I've seen is, is, is can be more enjoyable once they actually make it and, you know, just enjoy the experience. Yes. Yeah. I've heard that with the U S trials, being so so competitive and you've got so many swimmers at that level that I've heard that a lot of them feel a relief when they actually get to the Olympics and they can just enjoy the experience yes definitely it's, yeah it's, it's a conflict I mean so competitive and like certain things like for us in the U.S. we have such a contingency of backstrokers um like we have so many women who are you know like just top 10 in the world, you know, from the U S that, and I know you all have some great backstrokers too, but just, you know, you just never know who's actually going to, you know, show up on that day, you know, cause it's one moment in time that they put all of this, these years of training behind them. And then, you know, just, it's, it's that one, 
one meet <laughs> to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. It, it's funny. It's funny how different countries are sort of um, at one time have a lot of swimmers in the one event. Like Australia went through a very sort of golden era of a lot of 1,500-metre men's, 1,500-metre champions, and it, we were really well known for that. And, yeah, America, I mean, you you have amazing swimmers in all events, but your backstrokers, both, both men and women, you have yeah. amazing backstrokers. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's neat to watch. Um, yeah. And we have, um, we have Claire Kruzan who trains with us at the Triangle Aquatic Center. She's 16 years old and she is, un she's unbelievable, like underwater. But right. last night she swam a 49.51 in her 100 fly. Wow. And so she was just off the American record, like not for her age group, but the overall open American record. And wow. This past um, November, the Open, I think she was 56.6 in her 100 long course meters, 100 flying. So just to see like the young young people coming up in the sport and how much faster they continue to get is, is so inspiring. Yes. Yeah. And what, um, at those trials, did you swim faster than your, your uh, 26.32? No, that no? I, I ended up going, I think, 26.6. Yeah. So okay. I, was a little, I was a tad bit slower. But, you know, it was kind of funny because, I, you know, I was working so hard to get to the trials. My, I mean, my goal was was to make that qualifying cut and to actually come to trials, you know, and, and as a 40-year-old, um, it was, you know, pretty pretty neat to be in that, in that realm. But, um, yeah, so when I got there, I, I really, of course, I wanted to go faster. I'd love to have gone under 26, you know, just yes. 25 or, you know, all of that. But um, it, it was it was pretty daunting. Um, and I was in lane zero against the wall. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but, That's the worst one. <laughs> I know, but it was fun. I mean, it was fun. My family all came, um, my boss and her husband, my niece and nephew and parents, of course, and my husband, you know, they all came and we, we made, you know, a really fun trip of it. That's amazing. What a, that's a great experience too. Yeah. Have you got any any sort of goals to, to try again, to try and qualify again oh, for a U.S. Yeah. trial? No, I mean, the, the, the qualifying times are getting just faster and faster. And unfortunately, I'm going in the opposite direction. But um, <laughs> so I did try to qualify in 2016 again. And this time around, the, the cut was even faster. It was 2619. And I was fortunate. I worked with a company, Golden Crow, for tw nearly 20 years. And they allowed me to take a six-month sabbatical to train in 2015. So that's actually when I trained some with NC State and with Marlon Zarali. And um, so I, I gave it a go in 2015 and 16. And I think I missed that cut by like a little over three tenths. So I think I was like 26, five at that point. Um, so missed it again, just you know, it's, it's fun to try to have those goals to shoot for. And, you know, at this point, my my ultimate goal is just having fun and just enjoying the sport and then I just absolutely treasure being on relays with my teammates and having a lot of fun like we're constantly looking at you know 
our age groups are, you know, different ages and how they add up and, you know, what, what meets we can go to. So I, I really have missed traveling with them and, and trying to just have fun and, and go after, you know, different, different records with my, my girls and, um, and other teammates. So I can't wait until we can do that again. Yeah, that's fun times, aren't they? For sure. Yeah. I was going to ask you a little bit about the way that you train. I know you're training five times a week, but what kind of sets do you do in your in your training for specifically for your sprinting? Yeah, so I, I do kind of a combination. So as I mentioned, I've swum with two different swim groups. And one of the swim groups at Triangle Aquatic Center, they offer two different sets kind of a, a sprint set or a mid-distance set. So when I train with Pat, I always do the sprint set. And yeah. some of the things that we do, um, we do a lot more drills with, with that group. So, you know, we'll do a warm up, but then we'll do, you know, various different like skull and patch up and um, one arm drills where you're, you're, you're doing reverse catch up. And we do like a lot of like distance for stroke training initially before we get started with the main set. And then our main set will, you know, typically do something where we'll do descend descending sets. And that, that last 50 or hundred is going to be on the coach's clock or watch. And, you know, you have him standing over your lane and he's holding you accountable and you're, you know, you're pushing yourself at max capacity every single time you're in the water training with that sprint group. So, you know, it's not just a matter of getting the yards in. We're not doing a lot of yards when we train with them. We use the aqua socks, which, you know, like for kicking really makes it difficult to kick. And then we'll do some resistance training with parachutes. And then get off the blocks and do just 25 all-out sprints, no breathe, you know, no, no breathers, and, yeah. and get time for that. So, like, we'll regularly go off the blocks for 25s, and you know, I'll I shoot for like low 11s, so like 11 two, 11 one, um, for my 25 yard sprint off the block, and we'll do that at the end of practice. So you know, you're you're kind of tired by then, and to get off and go off the blocks and do an all-out sprint, I think you know, it, it can be challenging, but it also can be, you know, you, you put in the time and the work and then you do a lot of resistance training and you get off the blocks and fly. And then it, you know, you kind of have that sense of, yeah, I did something today, you know? (laughs) And then my other group, we do more, um, more distant sets. Um, We do speed work with them, like pretty fast intervals, you know, sometimes hundreds in the 110. So, you know, pretty quick training and I get in a lot more yardage with that group. And so I feel like it's a great balance for me because I'm not just doing, you know, like just sprint training, but I also get my base in with the Raleigh, my Raleigh Masters group. And they do a lot more like iron work. And so I've been doing a lot of backstroke lately. And, you know, I love butterfly. It's harder when you've got two people coming at each other from opposite ends of the pool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I mean, so. I love the 50 fly. I mean, that's one of my favorite races. You know, obviously they don't offer that for, um, you know, USA swimming, but it's, um, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, I just, I love the diversity of the training, you know, just to keep it different, not doing the same thing over and over again. I mean, that would be, I would be so bored, but having, you know, teammates that push you and just have a lot of fun. 
I think that sounds ideal. I love the 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 way you've described that, the difference in the sprint sets and then a bit more of the distance and the probably anaerobic threshold type type stuff. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, a lot of times we'll we'll do like 425 sprint. Um, there's one guy in particular that likes to do that at the end of practice. And so like he'll want us to do 425s in the 15 seconds, you know, just all out. <laughs> um, and he, yeah. calls that, he calls that dessert. <laughs> at the end of the <laughs> I don't know about dessert, but. I don't know. Like, no, I don't know about dessert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, dear. So, Erica, oh, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. I learned so much, and I think all our listeners will love hearing your story and your journey. And um, hopefully, we'll um, get to see you racing again soon once the world opens up. And um, we may even see you out our way sometime soon with the um, world titles in Japan next year. Do you think you'll be coming out this way? That would be an absolutely amazing experience with, you know, everything, you know, with travel being safe again and, and having that experience. My parents lived in Singapore for a couple of years and, and we were, we, we went out to Singapore and Malaysia and it was an amazing trip. So if I can convince my husband, I would love to be there and, and experience that. So look forward to getting back in the water and racing and, and just seeing all of, all of you from, you know, across the world again and, you know, so we can all come together and have fun, enjoy the sport and the camaraderie and, and just, you know, feel that it's, you know, part of our, our community. Yes. Yeah. It's such a great community to be a part of, isn't it? The master swimming community. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Take care and we'll, um, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Be safe. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye. Thank you for all your messages saying how much you like the podcast. It really means a lot. If I can ask for one thing in return, it is that you rate and review the show. It really helps other people find the podcast. So go along to Apple or Spotify or Google Podcast platforms, wherever you're listening, leave a review and leave a, re- uh, leave a rating. Till next time, happy swimming. Bye for now.